Welcome back to Kansas City Real Talk, brought to you by KCRAR. I'm Alex Gehring. And I'm Jeff Carson. Jeff, once again, you're not Bobby Howe. No, no, not even even close. Still not Bobby Howe. No, sorry. Not even remotely Bobby Howe. Okay, you keep going (laughs) on and on. You're starting to give me a little bit of a complex here. I'm not Bobby Howe. Okay, let's let's move on. Next. What else you got? (laughs) Oh, so what have you been up to lately? Like in your personal life, last time you talked a little bit about how busy you are with with uh, election time coming up and business. What about personally? Personally, uh, well, just took a last minute vacation to Florida and that was a lot of fun. Okay. Going to a lot of movies. We kind of do a movie night every week, so that's that's. You that's do a movie fun. night every week. Every week, there's there's my wife and I, and then and two friends, and uh, Tuesday night is movie night, so we just uh, plan ahead. And this and is a long-standing tradition. No, actually, we started about a year and a half or so ago, and it's just wow. been one of those things we look forward to every week, and we get to see some good movies. We get to see some really bad movies, and which you know, one do you like seeing more? I feel like sometimes I like seeing crappy movies just because it's. Funny. You know, I am not like a big movie critic, that kind of thing. I just want to be entertained. I yeah. mean, some of the things I like are totally moronic uh, and have no redeeming value, but I am so into it. that Especially it's, in this world, sometimes you just need that. Well, exactly. I can turn on the news for, exactly. for that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, have you seen anything good lately? You know, I'm trying to think what, what I've really liked. You know, and again, it's, it's one of those feel-good movies, but it, I, I like Palms. Um, you like what? Palms. Pom- and Spell Amber's, it for me. Amber's is it P-O-M-S? Like, P-O-M-S, like pom-poms. Okay. Like pom-poms. Yeah, it's a, a group of women get together at a uh, senior citizen community and decide to start a cheerleading squad. It, it was a feel-good movie. Uh, and it was it was hilarious. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, I laughed through 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 most of it, but it was fun. One of the ones I'm looking forward to, uh, I'm the new Gerard Butler movie. He plays the Secret Service agent. He was in two other prior movies where he played the same role, uh, taking care of the president, kicking rear ends, and blowing things up and beating people wow. up. And so, you know, again, just not anything that I personally can do, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just an action packed suspense one. And then one that's coming out, I think in the fall that I'm really looking forward to is Harriet. Uh, it's, uh, about Harriet Tubman and the underground railroad. Yeah. And sounds it, interesting. It looks really good. I, I, I love historic movies, things like that. And so I'm really looking forward to that. I one. haven't, I haven't gone to the movie theaters in probably now two years. Well, you have little ones now, so you, yeah, well, this is you true. won't see the inside of a movie theater for many years. This ahead. is true. Well, and when we did go, usually like I, I, it's one of those things where I don't want to spend the money on it. You know, it, it's kind of expensive to go to the movies. We joined a club where we can see three a week for nineteen ninety five. That's so pretty good. Now we and so if we're sitting around looking at each other and we're bored on a Friday night. You let's just go, go to, to a movie. We just go to a movie and whatever's playing. You know what? At that point, it's just it, it's not necessarily free, but it is right. to us, and so we just go. Good, bad. That's good because it, it, it's a lot easier to walk out of a bad movie. Sure. When you don't really feel like you paid. Yeah, yeah, do. I hear you. Yeah, my in-laws always uh, would take us to the movies, uh, like usually once or twice a year is all. Mm-hmm. Um, but they would always take us to superhero movies. Like, uh. that's their thing. I don't do the superhero movie thing, but, like, just because it was a movie and, like, a kind of a free date, I'd, I'd go. Yeah, free date with I'm with you. I'm, you know? I'm not so into the Marvel No, things. it's not I mean, my thing. I like reality. Yeah. Which is sad, isn't it? What's, what, do you, are you a Netflix 
Yes. Yeah. What are your favorite Netflix shows? You're well. Right now, I'm into Friday Night Lights. It's Friday a, Night Lights. I just I old love news. I am totally into it. Is I, there a reboot or something? I didn't watch it when it was on. When it was, do they even have cell phones in those episodes? Yes, they and they they, they were flip phones, but hey, <laughs> they worked. And you know, I used to have a flip phone, so don't even talk to me about cell phones. But uh, you know, actually, I did this business when we didn't have cell phones. Mine was installed in my car. Wow. See, yeah. my first phone had a camera. Well, actually, I didn't even know that I had a camera when I had my first car phone. Uh, yeah. My my big show on Netflix right now is Working Moms. Okay, which is it's quite good. Um, I, I really enjoy it. It's a it follows a group of women who are in a toddler group, mm-hmm. so a toddler moms group, and they get together every week and you know commiserate with one another, and then they go off and. Uh, it kind of follows their personal lives, and it is hysterical. And you would really enjoy it. There's this one part. I'll just give you a, sort of a sample. Uh, one of them is a big advertising uh, exec. Um, due to a series of events, she kind of loses uh, some of her hours at uh, one of the places that she's working at. And so she goes to work at this big millennial advertising agency so it's like we're all run by you know there's beanbag chairs and this sounds like bad moms are you sure you're not quoting yeah, bad I'm moms not quoting bad moms and so then and then they they all sit on like the bouncy ball chairs instead of real chairs uh-huh. and all this stuff and she has to dress all hip and um and at one point she's freaking out because she has to ride her bike to this job because you know millennials don't drive in the city apparently i don't know it's a joke it's all a dig on us um and then she pulls up and she's freaking out because she's a few minutes late and she walks up and she's the only person there and so she sits down on her little bouncy ball chair and like four or five minutes later the boss and a group of people walk in and he goes oh kate you're prompt it was hysterical. Oh well, it you, just killed me. Coming from the guy who was late to the <laughs> podcast today, yeah, I, I, I was. I, I'm totally getting why you like this show. I was two minutes and fifty seconds late. Jeff. You even timed it. I did. Yeah, I, I made sure. And that two minutes it wasn't... and fifty seconds is early for you, Alex. <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> That's about on par. That's about average. Okay. Okay, and Jeff, we're, we're, we're moving on. Okay. What are we talking about today? Finances. Finances. Yes. Finances. <laughs> what about finances? Like we, we need to talk about finances. We need to pay our bills. We need to learn how to pay our bills. <laughs> when I first got started in this business, it was really, uh, it really did take me by surprise. Um, just first of all, how much I was going to be investing in my profession, and then how much I needed to be putting away for taxes. Now we talked about. I think last time you were here, actually, right. we talked about taxes. Um, this is more about long-term planning. This is for, more about long-term for the future, planning. and and I think that's something that we don't talk about enough no. with new members. Which um, yeah, we've got a lot of people that you know, can't retire yet, and you know, and pe- people that are your age, you still have a lot of time left. You've got a lot of years ahead to work, but then you may not want to work a lot of those years too. So no. the, the sooner you start planning the, the the better off you're going to be i know uh, we started our roths when i was 22 well there you go and you, you so right you're in. you're on the right track i know when my daughter graduated from college started her first job uh at the hospital and when they walked in they said today on your first day of work we're going to talk about your last day of work and so they talked about the 401k program sure. those kinds of things and i tell the kids all the time you know what 
if you want to get done early, start planning now. Start putting that money away. Learn to live on you know what what what's left after you've invested for tomorrow, and you will be so much better ahead. You know, and and I mean absolutely no offense to anybody when I say this, but I I do want to mention that I actually think that it's good for industries to have people that are able to retire. It keeps regeneration of ideas. No, oh, you're absolutely it keeps correct. Regeneration of growth. Um, and when there's no way out, it makes it a really congested space for new ideas and new thought processes to evolve in an industry. And we've really pigeonholed ourselves uh, nationally, I, I think. It's not just here in Kansas City. Um, as far as giving people the ability to retire. And you know that you make a very good point. Someone who's a little older and whose who's sights are set on retirement right now never really thought about it from the new perspective. I mean, we, I, I guess in our industry with so many people that we have coming in and getting to work with new people all the time, uh, you know, I guess I don't see it as much, but but you're exactly right. I mean, I see I could see a lot of companies where there's a lot of um, – old luggage laying around. Oh, I know, would that sound See, bad? That's a, kind of I, a bad term. Jeff, I, I was not offensive. You were offensive, I know. I, this, this does not have an edit button anywhere. I do not see an edit button anywhere on this table, but I think we're going to need it. Luggage. I'm going to be reviewing this with Amber after we're done. But no, it's true. There, and, you know, I, the thing that I have, always, the term I've always hated uh-huh. to, to hear is that that's the way we've always done it. Right. And uh, well, that we hear it all the time. Exactly. And we yep. and we do hear it in our business. Well, that doesn't mean that, that it was right. That doesn't right. mean it was the right way to do it. And you know what? It's finally time for that to change. And this, of course, is not an issue that's exclusive to real estate. No, at absolutely all. not. But but we do, um, we do, I feel like we feel it more. And I think, too, in our business, when I first came into this 30 years ago, uh, I was told you'll lose the value of money. You will get big paychecks and you will spend that money, those kinds of things. And you need to start thinking about tomorrow. And I don't think we really stress that enough about the right. the value of money and what it means. I mean, uh, you know, when we had the last recession, we didn't lose our members that were, we didn't lose our part-time people. We didn't lose those people that are selling four or five houses a year. We lost those people that were right in the middle. We lost those people that were making sixty to $120,000 a year that were making a decent living at it. Uh, and then they couldn't they couldn't live on twenty five to thirty five thousand right. dollars you know when the recession hit and so the the heavy hitters they stayed in and then you know our part timers and uh, the people that are you know kind they of stayed I, I call them dabblers mm-hmm. uh, they stayed in the business we lost that middle of the road agent and and it was because they all ran out they bought new houses they bought new cars and they were they had all this money coming in when the, they were riding that right. that tidal wave of a great market and then it hit and they weren't they weren't prepared you know fortunately fortunately or unfortunately for me, you know, I had a downturn back in the 90s, uh, you know, when I was just a few years into the business and I didn't sell a house for six months. Wow. And, but I came off the biggest month I'd ever had. And uh, I mean, it wasn't like I was closing anything. I wasn't writing anything for five and a half months. And then finally something came in, got it turned around pretty quickly. And then in July of that year, uh, that was my best month ever. It, su- it sure. surpassed that December. So I kind of had that correction that I think I needed uh financially and mentally about money that it, it became a priority to be looking down the road. And especially, you know, kids make you think about that. College makes you think about that. Absolutely. But um, we, we need to talk about it more. And I, I just don't think we do. I absolutely agree with that. Well, I think that um, saying all of that, it's great that we have Nathan Long, the president of Quest Trust Company coming in to talk to us about personal finance. I'm looking forward to it myself. I've got a few questions I need to ask him myself. Should we bring him in? Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. We'll be right back. 
water bottle. Oh, where'd you, like you this? get the water bottle at? That is really neat. I love it. It's like my favorite thing. People ask me about it all the time. It's my metal ombre realtor water bottle. And I got it at the realtor merch store here at KCRER. The realtor merch store. Have you not seen the realtor merch store? Oh, I thought they just had signs and stuff. No, 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 no. They've got all kinds of amazing things out there. Things that like you didn't even know you needed. Like what? Like there's this um, keychain that's got 32 gigabyte uh, flash drive just right there in the keychain. Oh, that sounds like a great closing gift. It's shaped like a house. Wow. There's all kinds of blingy pins because we know realtors, they're very high eye. They love their bling. They love to have all that. There's a pepper spray in case, you know, you need to, you know, take somebody down. Smart. Yeah, very safety. It's not realtor safety month yet. However, that's going to be a really good item for everybody to have. Let's see. There's uh, the St. Joseph statues. Have you ever heard about the St. Joe statues? No. Okay. So... It's actually something I've seen work over and over again. It's this little statue that you bury in your yard, I believe, at dusk. And then you say say a little prayer. It's non-denominational, but it's Catholic. Um, You bury St. Joseph, and you say a prayer. And then supposedly your house sells very quickly afterwards. And I can tell you multiple times, I've had houses that sit on the market for forever. We bury a St. Joe, and within the next week, all of a sudden, we have a contract out of nowhere. All I have to do is bury a statue of St. Joe, and my hardest listings will sell? Yes. And the realtor merch store can do that for me? Yes. Yes. Wow. That's the level that we support our realtor members at. That's amazing. I love it. It's so, so where much can fun. we find the realtor merch store? It's located at the KCRER Leewood office. Awesome. Yeah. Well, next time I'm around, which I guess is right now, as soon as we're done yeah. here, we're going I'm, shopping. We're going shopping. You've got to show me around mm-hmm. the merch store. And I'm going to buy some of those St. Joe statues. We're going to sell all the listings. There we go. All the listings. It's going to happen. Sell it. Welcome back to Kansas City Real Talk, brought to you by KCRAR. And we are back with Nathan Long, the president of Quest Trust Company. Nathan, welcome to Kansas City Real Talk. Man, I've been having a lot of fun in Kansas. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. How long have you been in Kansas? Like a day. A oh, day. Wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. Very good. Is that, so where did you come in from? From Houston. We flew in from Houston. Uh, Quest is based out of Texas, but okay. we have a lot of clients here in Kansas. Oh, ah, great. All right. All right. Very cool. Are so, you from Texas? Yes, I am. Oh, great. Don't hold that against me. No. We won't. Absolutely it's not. It's a state of mind. I, my, <laughs> my neighbor's from Texas so, and from the Houston area. So, yeah, don't mess with Texas. We're glad to have you at Kansas City. Do you guys have an have an office here as well? Nope. No. No. Mo- no. Most of my clients, um, you just don't need a physical office. You're, you're you know, you're just participating sure. online or whatever. I see. Sure. But okay. we work with local title companies all the time, all over the country. So Understood. Okay. Okay. Very good. And here just recently, you hosted a Latte and Learn session uh, here at KCRAR. What was it that you talked about? Well, how do you use self-directed IRAs to buy real estate? And a lot of people, like I think most real estate professionals get that, that you can now take your old 401k and go buy a rental property. And so, yes, we did cover that as a basics, but most people's education really stops there. Um, you, the number one holding we hold are loans that are secured by real estate. So it's a great way to fund your property is private lenders. It's very, very good for the community in general too. Um, being able to loan 
uh, to a property that you can drive by, see, touch. Sure. You know, watch an asset in your area, broken down house, get repaired, create jobs in your local community, all while receiving an above average interest rate. And that's one of the areas that I think a lot of people um, miss. And also, as a real estate professional, you come across these nuggets. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Oh like, yeah. You, you find these special little things, and as you expand into understanding self direction and how to use these accounts, you can all of a sudden learn how to do some of this stuff tax free, or how to pad your own retirement account. Or we even talk about using things like health savings accounts or covered education sure. accounts for your kids. People get blown away, buy a house and a health savings account and use it to pay for your medical expenses for the rest of your life. Right. So, so we had a great time. I got to tell you, you guys got some very smart and great uh, questions. And, and it was just, it was, I'm pumped from coming from the, well, the learning center because, because uh, I think that in Kansas, real estate investing is real. Right, like, like when you're in New York or or San Francisco, it's or all speculative. even Austin and Texas. Sure, you know it's so, the the cost of the land is so high. Right, there's no real way uh, to cash flow. Like mm-hmm. you said, it's just a speculative. Our moderate that, price range really right. affords that ability. Right, you, you can cash flow property. You could buy it. You can right. fix it up. The average person with you know between fifty to several hundred thousand dollars in their retirement accounts are eligible in this marketplace. You know, we don't need billions of dollars to buy a condo or whatever. Sure. So, um, yeah, in Kansas, it's very active. That's why I have a lot of clients here. That's awesome. Great. Very cool. So you were kind of looking at a bird's eye view right now. Jeff and I were just talking about the fact that there are a lot of people within our industry that haven't even gotten, they, they might have been in the business for 20 years, and they haven't even gotten started on putting things away and saving for retirement. Yeah, uh, that's one of my things I love to talk about, because as a real estate professional, of course, you're limited to how much money you can put into an account, mm-hmm. right? So if you're late in life, you don't have very much, they go, oh, well, they just kind of write themselves off, which is crazy, because a lot of times we can buy real estate with very little bit of money down, Right. right? Well, you can do that in t- inside of a retirement account. Now we're debt leveraging inside of a tax leveraged account. This is your ability to grow that account using your skills instead of trying to shovel a ton of money. Sure, into that right. Account. Well, and and I think I heard somewhere uh, you know, somebody said once that you know the best time to, to invest was twenty years ago. Right. The second best time is today. Right. And so you know the sooner you get better, I mean, the sooner you get started, the better off you're going to be. Yeah, and I I also like to say this. You know when the right time to invest is when you got money. <laughs> like I didn't. I don't know about you guys, but I was raising my kids twenty years ago, right? <laughs> they, they were creating all these problems. I didn't have the same type of cash flow that I do in my late fifties. Sure, you know. And I think that that's something that, that it's almost like there's this guilt, like I didn't save money or I didn't do this. No, I I think you're right because, you know, I'm in the same, I'm in the same age group. And, you know, again, we spent all that time on schools and, and, you know, then we paid for college and those kinds of things. And now all of a sudden, you know, as the last one's beginning college, two are out, retirement is staring at me and I'm thinking, okay, what have I done? What do I still need to do? And then how much time do I have to make those dreams come true? Yeah. And the whole thing is, is you really don't have to give up. There is great opportunity that is not very well presented to most people. And what I mean by that is, you know, if you go to talk to someone about your ta- paying your taxes, right, mm-hmm. they, they teach you how to pay taxes, right? not how to avoid them. And, the, and, and those type of uh, learning to invest, how to avoid taxes and those things are usually 
very expensive type of advisors that people like us can't afford. So you can take little pieces of it and really learn niches of it, especially as it relates to real estate that will be life-changing. One of the best parts about my job is I, every day I have somebody will call me and say, wow, I wish I had known this 20 years ago. You've literally changed my life. And 90% of those people are real estate professionals. And they, I also get a lot of engineers, like a lot sure. of engineers because they move around a lot and uh -huh. they do that. You know, one of the things that I find interesting, uh, obviously, I'm not super close to retirement, but um, when I hear people talk about retirement, I hear a lot about, you know, I, I want to be able to, you know, travel and make my dreams come true. And I think that that might be part of the issue sometimes is that that's what we think retirement is. We're right. taught that that's what retirement is, whereas really you need to save for retirement because eventually your health deteriorates that is what happens as human beings and part of why we need to save for retirement is because there may come a day where you cannot work and sometimes that means that you might not be able to travel as much as you want to um and so is that one of the things that we yeah, talk about I think, as well I think, I think that's important is that that you do have to look at that but then there's also a quality of life issue sure if you want to travel you're only going to feel comfortable traveling if you got a big old bucket of money. Right. If you don't have a big bucket of money backing it up, it feels like every time you take a trip that you're draining sure. your resources. Right. And so the, the real key isn't saving this giant amount of money mm -hmm. and living very meagerly. Right. I, matter of fact, I don't even... Uh, I think the real key is learning how to take small amounts of money and take long-term views of how to invest with it. For example, buy a property subject to, put a little bit of money down. Maybe it doesn't cash flow very well. Maybe it's not a great investment property outside an IRA. But when you think about that in the terms of an IRA, at your age, if you did that, by the time you get to be my age, you're going to have a free and clear house that's gone up in value how much? Sure. Once, twice, right? right? And for the amount that a normal person would put into a retirement account, five to $10,000, you now have several hundred thousand dollars of a thing. Think if you did that once a year. Right. 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 One deal you can do better on retirement with one year's worth of contribution and with knowledge as a real estate investor than most people working hard, shoveling money in their whole life. Well, I, th I think that's what a lot of people have, the misconception of rental property, investment property, is that you're going to make a lot of money off of it right away. Right. And you, you have to kind of be in, into it for the long haul. I know when I when I purchased the ones I've had, they didn't cash flow for years. You know? yeah. But again, the payoff was in my early 50s, you know, that everything was paid off and they started, you know, doing, you know, when my own personal home was, then when all the rental property came online, now all of a sudden it does that, right. but you have to kind of be into it for the long haul. If you're looking for short-term gain, you'll, you'll find some here and there that you'll get that. Uh, but then sometimes if you don't do it right, you're going to have a lot of that absorbed by taxes. Uh, but That's you true. have to kind of look at your end game sometimes with real yeah, I always, estate. I always say that being a flipper is a job, you know, uh, sure. being, being a landlord is being an investor, mm -hmm. you know, but but it's okay. I mean, flipping is a part of it too. You know, um, there, there's this, something that some people do. I know some people like to wholesale, and that's fun to do in an IRA. You know, if you have just a small amount of money, you put a small amount down, then you sell that contract, and usually, in, hmm. in a very short amount of time, pop that account up. You know, five or ten thousand dollars worth things. That's uh, something that's very popular as well. Hmm. And you know, that's my thing. When you go back to flipping, every time I bought something. 
for, with the idea of flipping it, I couldn't part with it. I thought, you know what? I could see <laughs> holding on to it, it would be worth more. Right. So, you know, again, I guess I've always been thinking about the end game rather than that short term, that short term uh, gratification, you know, of instant, you know. What advice do you have for realtors that are looking to get started in investing for the first time? What are the things that we need to look out for? Well, I, I think that the best thing you could do is to be active in your local real estate community. In other words, in their clubs and things. Surround yourself by other people who are doing it. Okay. Um, and the reason is is that's going mistakes are costly in this field mm -hmm. and most of the time they're avoidable just by having talked to somebody had done it don't try to reinvent the wheel keep it simple right for example i've tried a lot of different things in my, this point in my life i honestly don't hold very much real estate i like to lend why i don't work at it you know i i loan you the money i get above average interest rates secured by real estate if something comes wrong i'll come in and foreclose and, and you know and, and deal with it from there but but that works for me if you're a good property manager do that if you're a good flipper do that i think you should do what you're good at hmm that's and, great advice yeah yeah and i i like the advice about watching others again i yeah. think you you know any type of room you go into you know i seem to learn more from sitting and talking with my peers than i do with the person that i came in to listen to speak sometimes often often that and i know that you find the deals you got to be leery for overpaying for education that you may need and of course a lot of people sell things you know um, and I'm sure some of it's good for some people. You just got some people, I think, overbuy, you know. Sure. Or uh, analysis paralysis. You go mm -hmm. to every club, you go to every meeting, and never buy a piece of real estate. Sometimes you just got to jump in and try it, you know. Uh, you know, and I, I think I'd have twice as many if I wouldn't have overthought them. Sometimes I just had to talk myself out of it, back into it, back out of it. In the meantime, somebody else. Jumped on it and then jumped I jumped on it and got yep, it. And I still drive by those properties and I could have bought that I for this amount. And now what, look at what it's worth. So, yeah. Even this conversation for me is great to listen to. I, I don't own any investment property yet. It's part of my wife and I's long term plan. Uh, but we just haven't haven't been able to jump into that just yet. We just had a, a baby and, yeah. you know, we're we're still kind of building our our community kind of around ourselves and everything. We just haven't gotten to that to that point just well, yet. I will tell you about my first one when my daughter was two years old. So yeah. you're, you're kind of right in that stage where, and you're already, you're talking about it. So you're thinking about sure. it. And that's kind of how I was. I think my son was five for mine. So yeah, yeah about to, yeah. Yeah. I, I think she was in a playpen while, while my wife was cleaning the first one and, and uh, getting it ready to, to be leased. So, yeah. Well, so where should, I, I hear varying advice on this uh, from, from different people. How far away is too far for one of your rental properties? Ooh. Yeah. I like to keep them close myself. Yeah. Yeah. I do too. I, I need to be able to drive by them every day. I, I've got one that's 120 miles away. It's a college rental that I bought for my son. And it's the one that's giving me the most headache. You know, sure. when somebody wants to see it, it's a two-hour drive down, a two-hour drive back. Uh, the other ones, I can drive by at any point with their 10 minutes from my house, so. Yeah, uh, the other solution would be what I call boots on the ground. In okay. other words, I own some property in Mississippi, but I would never, I don't drive by the house. You know, I've got invest, I've, they're joint ventures with people that are there. Sure. They're dealing with that because they're local. But I don't, I, I think, and also you tend to understand your local community a lot better than you understand, you know, understanding location is really important. Like a big city like Houston, you know, house 
literally 10 houses down could have dramatically different because they're in different areas. You know, well, so. and, and, you're, and you're right. You need to really rely on that local expertise because I know, and you mentioned Mississippi. When my right. son was looking at going to school down there, I was looking at buying a house down there. And I don't know, good areas, bad areas, what, where's the place to invest and not to invest? Yeah. And you really have to rely on your, well, in my case, my realtor friends from down in that area to let me know, you know where I need to stay and where I need to avoid. Yeah. Absolutely. So what are some, uh, or is there anything that sticks out to you that maybe real estate professionals don't focus enough on when they're building their retirement? Um, I think real estate professionals in general have a problem on focusing just on profit. Profit's very, very important. But if you really want to talk about why you're doing it, you're wanting to build wealth. And notice I didn't say make money. I said build, build wealth, wealth. Mm-hmm. which is a different. That that means control over your entire environment. When I'm building wealth, I don't want to just be wealthy. I want my in-laws to have a lot of money in their retirement accounts because if they don't, then ultimately I'm going to be taking care of them. You understand? Sure. So, so it's an for, for in our family, it's a family effort. Everybody comes together. We all talk about doing investing. So I think that what they miss is taking time learning how to avoid taxes and learning how to build money wealth tax-free and taking a little bit of time to think a little bit outside the box. Um, Using private money is so much easier than using banks. If you've ever done that, it closes quick, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a lot easier for me to explain to you why I'm buying this house and why I'm fixing it up than to explain it to a large bank. And And a loan committee and those kinds of things. And the regulators and those kinds of things. All of those type of things that go on. Uh, I know a lot about bank regulators in my business. So, yeah, it's... No, but that, that again, that goes that that's a great point, and it goes back. I think everybody likes that instant gratification. I kind of right. spoke about it a little bit ago, and you know they they see dollar signs, and they they want them now because they think that you know they, especially our younger folks, and no offense to my the guy here on my left, but you know they they want everything now. Right. They want the big house. They want the big car, and, and you know those kinds of things. I think. To me, I've gotten to the point, and I wanted all those things too right. back then. Then I got to the point where, wait a minute, I need to start thinking about later in life and mm-hmm. planning for the kids and planning for retirement, and then you know holding onto these houses and doing what I'm yeah, doing. Yeah, it's now. it's it's not as sexy as like no, le- le- learning to take five thousand dollars and make it worth fifty. That's that's a lot of fun, right? You know, learning how not to pay a bunch of taxes on it and how to take care of your future and how to deal with your health care and your children's college and taking care of your parents. And that takes a little bit more uh, work. Fortunately, we can help with that. We have a lot of free education. It's on our website. You can just jump on there and uh, um, uh, watch a lot of films and and or, or call. You don't have to be a client of ours to take advantage of all that. Well, great. I have a question. You know, most of the realtors in general, we're, we're an older group. I mean, mm-hmm. our average age is a little a little uh, north of Alex's age here, and uh, <laughs> you know, almost double. Uh, but you know, let's say you've got you know realtors that are in their early fifties. What right. would you tell them to do now? Let's just say they haven't planned. Uh, what is it too late to get started, and what no. do they need to do step now? Step one. Step one is, is all lost. No, step one is no. Start with opening a Roth IRA. 
and make a small contribution. Roth IRAs, all the distributions after you've met two requirements come out completely tax-free. Those requirements are being above the age of 59 and a half, being old, we're all gonna get there someday, and having a Roth IRA for five tax years. I wouldn't make a large contribution. I would just make a small one, 100 bucks maybe. You know, get it started. Put that little sucker on the shelf and let it sit there. Now we're looking for our golden nugget. They don't fall from the sky every day, but mm-hmm. if we're out there, we'll find a deal that we could put put buy into with just a little bit of money down or something else, partner in with somebody, maybe be able to put something under contract and wholesale that out to somebody else. Something will come along and it's sitting there and ready for you. If it's not, you're going to have, you're, 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 A, you're not going to have your five years burned off. That's one of the problems. But B, it's also just not ready and you most likely won't do it that way. And you'll go back to the same old wheel, make that money, instantly pay a lot of tax on it, go back and make that money, pay a lot of taxes when you could be doing the same thing, make money, make money, make money, make money, and providing for your future for you and your family. But it, it's a lot like your first deal. Sometimes you just got to do it. But you can't do it unless you start. The other thing is, is by starting that, you tend to start to think. And so you think a little bit differently. Um, you know what I mean? Everything I do goes through an IRA filter. If you're a doctor, everything you go through goes through this. If you're a real estate person, everything. So you have to add a few more filters in your thinking as a real estate investor. In other words, adding more tools into your toolbox. Sure. You know, and that helps. Well, I think, is there anything that we, Bobby always likes to ask a question when she's here. Is there anything that we haven't asked you that we should? Hmm. I would just say, take the time to do a little bit of education. It's fun. It's easy. It's free. Sure. And you mentioned that you have a lot on your website. Yeah. What, what is your website for Uh, us? Questtrust.com. Questtrust.com. Very good. Just pull down the tab, the education tab, and dig into it. There's articles and things. We put about 600 events on a year. Wow. Okay. So we travel all over the country. We have. Uh, Do you have any coming up in Kansas City? Uh, I could not even tell you that off the top of my head, but probably. We're, awesome. we're here in Kansas City, uh, you know, 20 times a year or so. so. Oh, okay. So if you have a small group, like one of our big things is we don't necessarily need a big venue we'll come into small real estate clubs and present sure. and do those type of things happy to send people out to do that awesome great. well thank you so much nathan thank we appreciate it very much thanks for coming in and great information thanks for, for doing our members this. absolutely and thanks for doing the latte and learn for those of you that aren't aware of our latte and learns um we some some fridays i, I don't know if it's a one friday, one friday a month we have a latte and learn uh here at the board we bring in a mobile barista. They will make you your coffee of choice. and uh, Which was very good, by the way. Which it, it, it is. It's actually very good coffee. And then uh, there's, there's, there are varying sessions throughout the year. Pick at least one to come to, and, and I guarantee you, you won't regret it. They're all well-received. I mean, we and we normally— a, It's all usually a packed house. I was going to say, yeah, make your reservations early. Yep, absolutely. Thanks again, Nathan. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate you. Absolutely. Thank you. Take care.